BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd, and I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. How are you doing this Monday evening? It's really our fourth year anniversary. It really is. Uh, four what? years? Four years, yeah. Four years ago this week, actually, we, we recorded our first show together. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually went back. I actually listened to it. I was... Uh, doing some things yesterday and uh catching up with some work and you know and prepping prepping for today and then uh, i looked at it the website and i was like wow january 27th the first time we actually did a, our a, a live show together and uh, i know we did a i think you and i and carrie did one mm-hmm. just to like to this you guys like auditioned me but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys like maybe you know make sure I like you know could actually talk for an hour, but um, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I, I, it's funny just listening to our first show together and then listening to us now. How how you know obviously we you know it was our first time and and you know there's always the filling each other out kind of thing, sort of like a first date or whatever. But you know, but it was like but now this but you know four years later here we are. Yeah. For that wow do you do you recall what the night name of that episode is for our listeners who are just curious uh it's the one with i think it was the one with sarah will and sarah or sarah and will okay. yeah yeah we, we were talking to flash because at that time that was really the show i felt most comfortable talking about now we go you know, now we go everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I agreed to talk flash only with Will for one time, and then I'm like, we can't do this forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know the first, yeah, I think that was season three of the Flash, and it was, it was, uh, we we had a lot of talk about Savitar, and then yeah. that summer, and then that summer we started branching out to Mister Robot rewatch and other things, and here we are now. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Time before COVID. Yeah, <laughs> and we survived it. Yeah, we we had we made it through a year a year of the pandemic. So, <laughs> so if 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 listeners, um, if you found us within the last four years and are just curious to hear where it all started, you can you should go back to that episode and and take a listen, um, because we we do grow on this show. It's it's amazing. 
Yeah. Um, but but I think that's that's just fascinating. And if you've been here since day one, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, and on that note, let's just tackle some of these headlines. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so HBO Max is developing a Harry Potter series, according to the Hollywood Reporter and Variety. But the streaming services says not so fast, according to other sources. Well, duh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They like so they told the rap. They're like, no, we we haven't. We have not done anything, and we haven't cast anybody. We haven't gotten writers or anything like that. And it, yeah, I was just like, of course, of course, you're gonna say that. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, The Rock announced a movie in 2014, and we still haven't gotten it. So I yeah. think. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll get it this dec this decade or the next, maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Harry Potter is interesting because I, 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 I grew up on the books. I, that's, I, I, my ability to read is because of Harry Potter. I, I, I have my whole explanation as to why, and I'm not going to talk about that now. But I'm just mm -hmm. saying it's very dear to my heart to mm -hmm. an extent. Um, but I will say that they can't just say we're going to do a Harry Potter show and get me excited because that story was, has been told. Yeah. It needs to be more. We're going to, we're going to continue exploring the wizarding world mm -hmm. in this way from this aspect. It's, it's very, I, I really appreciated um, SCN's explanation of this. Like just think star Wars. Yeah. And everybody hates that they, they for decades, continued to go back to the Skywalker well again and again and again to a point where they basically destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. I mean, a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a lot of bad will out in fandom because by the time we got to Rise of Skywalker, people were just done. Right. Right. So, so do not repeat that mistake and say... Yes, this is going to follow Ginny's and um, Harry's kids a decade later, and one of them is evil. Yeah, <laughs> let's not do that, okay? Let's not yeah. do that. Um, yeah, yeah to, to your point about SCN, I know they. Uh, I was listening to them earlier today as well, and they, you know, they talked about, or maybe it was another show. If they did go into this world, uh, what would be, you know, what would be like the Wizarding World be like? I mean, what. Uh, one of the things I liked that they said was, "What what do you do after you graduate from Hogwarts? I mean, do you have a normal job? Do you, uh, you know, and and those types of things." So, uh, and you know, of course, there's a Fantastic Beast uh, spinoff that has, you know, hasn't captured the imagination uh, in uh, as much as the original series did. I mean, I think the first film, the first Fantastic Beast, did it gross a billion or it made enough to warrant a yeah. Yeah, but I think the and that yeah. one did enough to warrant a sequel. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's still a, it's still a very lucrative thing, and of course, HBO Max is looking for content because the traditional networks are 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 really dying off. I mean, at this at this juncture, I mean, everything's going to be going to these streaming platforms. I mean, you just saw where CBS rebranded their streaming platform, you know, Paramount Plus, and and other things. So clearly. This is an opportunity to get people to come back 
to this well-known IP and you know, hopefully they'll strike gold with it if what if and when more like when it comes into being because you know it is just a matter of time before they officially announce it but um but you know i i i i would definitely be just like the star wars franchise and others i would definitely check it out yeah 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 it's oh go ahead oh i was just gonna i was just gonna say that um my opinion on this news is very similar to when you first told me that they were making a Superman TV show. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, that's great. I've only heard that story a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a perfectly good Superman TV show that ended up getting canceled. And I'm very resentful of that because I miss Krypton dearly. I do too. <laughs> um, to this day. <laughs> but... Um, now that I've seen the trailer for the show and, and hearing what they talked about during DC fandom, I, I get the new take. Um, mm-hmm. they're bringing kids on board, Lois and Clark. It's not a fairy tale. It's reality of a marriage and what, what pressures of financial needs does to marriage. And so I think. I really like what I saw in the trailer. Yep. Um, I did make a note that um, cinematography-wise, it's very Man of Steel. Yes. <laughs> I saw, yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot of that comment people over the weekend uh, when the trailer first dropped. Yeah, definitely got Snyder vibes. But also, but also really speaking of the cinematography, they put some money in this thing. Yes. They did. I agree. Uh, it's got like you know, we, we, you know, whenever we were uh, watching Stargirl and uh, some of the shows on the old DC Universe app, they it is Doom Patrol and even Titans. You know, with those shows, they they really put the budget behind it. And I mean, I I, I felt like when I was watching the Superman and Lois trailer, I felt like I was watching a trailer for a film. Yeah, it, it felt like a film. It felt refreshing mm-hmm. and and just something that, you know, like I said, what we've we've heard this story before. So you better be doing something different. And yeah. I think they made a point by really saying, No, this is something you haven't seen before. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting how CW keeps going back to that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But tonally, it's it's like okay, yes, it's you know, it's a spinoff from uh, Supergirl era as far as the, this iteration of Superman, but it it feels. I put in my notes, it feels like a grown up show. It doesn't feel like it's going to be campy. It doesn't feel like it's it's you know tonally. It, it seems that they are shifting away from what we've what we've seen prior in the Arrowverse to to Arrowverse 2.0 as the as the franchise evolves over time. Oh well I I wouldn't go that far. I mean that's how I felt with it. I mean that's at least the that's the that's the vibe I got in the trailer. Now whenever we actually see the show, it may be what we're used to and and of course CW writers rooms and stuff, you know that is always the case. And of course um you know it is from the 
creators of you know from the, the producers of, of the flash and it you know and the flash did start out strong as far as those that first couple of seasons so yeah i was, I was gonna say like it may be a one season wonder like the flash <laughs> Which, speaking of The Flash, it it was confirmed that Superman and Lois are going to have a two-hour premiere that we discussed last week, but The Flash is only being pushed back to premiere a week later than originally expected. Right. Yeah. And also, they have a new new time as well. There'll be uh, Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock now, Eastern. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, Superman. Um, Yeah. And then also, we got the... Final season trailer for Black Lightning. Yeah, so Jefferson, uh, Inspector Henderson. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. So Jefferson's feeling very guilty about that, and and uh, really, this this seems you know the way this the third season ended. So they were able to get the uh, Markovians out of out of uh, Friedland and. Jefferson testified before a, a congressional hearing uh, about the activities and things that happened with Greenlight, et cetera. So, I mean, Jefferson seems to be really at a crossroads in this trailer. And, you know, he's trying to piece, put his family back together because of all the things that happened uh, to, to Lynn and to the kids. And and so, um, yeah, um, I, I, if... You know, given that we do know that this is the final season of Black Light, and of course there's going to be the the, the painkiller spinoff, which looks like it's it is, you know, they are, I think, filming it now. Saw the the script uh, posted on Jordan Calloway's uh, Instagram page, but um, yeah, it, you know, it definitely seems like crossroads, and we we also know that uh, China McClain is not going to be in the series much this season she's mm-hmm. only going to be in a handful of episodes so um so yeah you know I, I think we'll i'm hopeful that we'll get good closure with this character who you know whenever we talked about this show first season in particular we you know we really liked the refreshing groundedness of it even though it wasn't a super superhero universe but uh, and it's carried that through uh throughout the series so uh, i'm i'm hoping they 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 you know stick the landing and with the trailer that I saw, I feel like they will. Yeah, that there was confidence in it, and and I think that it's kind of bittersweet because mm-hmm. I know that Black Lightning is is a really beloved show, mm-hmm. and it's still really unclear as to how they came to this decision to cancel it after this year. Yeah, but that also means that um, unlike other shows. They don't beat a horse to death. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. That's a, you know that's a good point that you that you raise that you bring up there because we we've seen that uh, with another one of your beloved show Arrow where they we went one season too couple seasons too long I think in some people's opinion. You know, you say Arrow, I say Flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, the flash is very quick, so it just it keeps running, and I'm like, well, yeah. really? Okay. <laughs> oh man, I can make. I'm just preparing myself for next month and disappointment. I I love the flash, guys. Just just the flash has become my new, like, now that we're finally getting our shows back, the the band is back together. Well, yep. I can replace my smack talk about the DCEU yep. with. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. If you've listened to us for a long time, yeah, you'll get used to this. <laughs> Secretly, she loves it, but she just loves it. Bust my chops about it every every opportunity she can get. Because Will loves it so much that he makes excuses for it, and I'm <laughs> like, Did, really, you actually paid attention to that part? <laughs> I <I'm> felt. <only." laughs> um, uh, and uh, speaking about things where I I think we're on the same page with the show. I really do. I think we're on the same page with Wandavision. Mm-hmm. Our page, though. It feels as if it's on a completely different in a completely different book as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel like we are are in a different universe. We're outside. We're in a different reality bubble than Wanda and everybody else. <laughs> I I really wish this show had been released all at once <laughs> because <laughs> it is. I don't know what it is, Will, about it, but there is something about this show where. I am not interested in arguably 60% of what happens. Yeah. And there, there are these moments. Um, and granted this last episode had probably the longest moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I get me really excited and I'm like, wow, that is really genius with how they're doing that. Um, I, it's the, the way they set up their climaxes are great, but I just, I'm, I'm still feeling like we, I don't even know how to explain this. I feel like I'm getting crumbs and I want a full freaking cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, you raised a good point last week, uh, that, and that, and I heard, I think maybe Roxy Stryer and a couple other people some other podcasts I listened to as well. And your point, which was in a really, this week really nailed it perfectly. They really should have dropped the first three episodes as a bundle Mm -hmm. because, you know, it is a slow burn and I get that. And, you know, we, we have watched plenty of shows that have been slow burns. So it's not, <laughs> I mean, so it's not that we're banging on this one just because we're trying to be contrary. But this when the rest of the herd is less like, well, division is the best thing ever. It's yeah. it's it's not. It's you know really you're right. Sixty. I mean, there is a lot going on, but it also feels like it's it's one of those things where yes, there's a lot going on and. There, all these scenes do have relevance, mm-hmm. but I feel like I don't know if it's because it's the the shortness of the, you know it's a 30, 40 minute episode, and people just feel a need to like dissect every little thing because they're just so convinced that it's the House of M, and it, you know, and, and and I think Feige did allude to the fact that they did get inspiration from the House of M with right. this, this with this show, but. It's getting to the point. When I watched this episode this week, I I kind I, I I made a note. I was laughing. I did laugh out loud to, to a few of the sitcom beats because they did work. This week I felt things did work better as far as the sitcom. It did keep my attention the first time around. Uh, you know, obviously the. You know, moving into the 70s, you got, you know, Parker's family vibes and 
couple, you know, the Brady Bunch house kind of vibe. And so those kind of sitcom moments and those sitcom tropes, like for, you know, with how Vision reacted to, to Wanda's water breaking, for example, yeah. uh, those things worked. And, and so, so I did enjoy this, that third episode. So I felt like if I had had those first three together as a bundle, I really would have gotten a better taste in my mouth with this series than I have right now. Yeah, I, I think it it felt more like the end of an act. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like yeah. we've we've been building to this. Yeah. And what happens to um, Rambo mm-hmm. um, at the end of the third episode really signifies yes, there there's there's a lot going on both inside and outside of this bubble of this yeah. small town. Yeah. Um. There's there's just something about it where as much as everything feels like it's working and I tell myself I should be enjoying watching this show, it still feels like homework. Yeah. Yeah. There, and I, I, I'm not sure what's missing. Um, but in regards to this episode, it's all about Wanda suddenly being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, they are really nailing the commercials, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Commercials are becoming my favorite thing, which never should happen. (laughs) (laughs) But we got some hot, we got some Hydra soap. I still can't believe that they didn't whisper Hail Hydra at the end of that. I was really (laughs) And then we also got um, something else. I, I forget what it was, but it was something. And I remember a line saying, Small towns, you know, so hard to escape. Yeah. Um, which, which was great. And and so there a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of freaking Easter eggs, and too many for me to point out every every single one. Um, but I like that. But I want to jump right to my favorite part of the episode, which okay. <laughs> we were talking previously about how every time Vision kind of gets it in his mind that something is not right here. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the, sh- the show becomes very dark. Yeah. And, and there was a moment in the first episode, a moment in the second episode. And then this episode, they, they did it very, they did it different because they had vision talk to the neighbors and him picking up on that something and them almost trying to tell him, yeah. dude, <laughs> Herb, yeah. You you have no idea what's really going on here. Things are not right. And and simultaneously cutting back and forth with Wanda, mm-hmm. who after the birth of her sons remembers her brother and the fact yeah. that she's a twin. And then Rambo, Rambo, Rambo. Why the heck would you bring up Ultron? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why that wasn't a part of the sitcom life? Why <laughs> did they not train you? <laughs> that was like, I, I don't understand why yeah. she, she went there. I really don't. Maybe it was because she was attempting to 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 try to remind Wanda like about her past, like what really she's been through, and it was just too soon. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, or you know, because it gets into this question of who is actually controlling this 
vision. Let me let me not strike that because I don't want to. Who is controlling this universe that she's in right now? Mm-hmm. This, and is it is it a construct of Wanda? Is it a construct of you know? I'll go ahead and say it, Mephisto, mm-hmm. and because because with the birth of these twins, the, the reason why they are relevant. You know, there's been various iterations in the comics about this, and and I mean, I'll freely admit I haven't, I, I haven't read the comics, but I, I did go wiki it, so I could just sort of put piece together what's going on, so I can you know get a a, a deeper appreciation of the show, um, and and so I think one iteration is, uh, you know, Tommy. And um, Bill, Billy, mm-hmm. were um, were you know obviously Vision can't conceive, so can't procreate. So these two were were parts of Mephisto, and if I recall, they you know he, he Wanda had them and they were a manifestation of, you know, from that. And then they later, um, you know, I think they, you know, whenever things went sideways, they basically become, you know, Wanda does have them again. And then they basically become, uh, Wicca and speedy. I think, uh, was it speedy who are young Avengers? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so, yeah, you know, so maybe he's controlling that so he can, you know, get her to do, you know, you know, because this is again, it's a magical, co- you know, conception. So that, that's that's where he's controlling this simulation. And Monica, did not knowing that, makes this innocent comment about Ultron, and then of course that just completely blows things off. But Wanda could also be in some control as well because, you know, earlier in that episode when she and Vision were having the conversation uh, about the names and and then Vision in, in that other instance did figure out something was up. You know, she did hit the, hit the reset button. Yep. So I think multiple people are in control here. So, I mean, I, I, so one of the things that could be going on in this, in this show is it's, a, it's a, a fight for control for whoever is in charge of this particular reality bubble that Wanda's in right now. Yeah, and then also um, people wanting to get to Wanda because mm-hmm. she is so powerful, and and trying to trying to break down the bubble itself and get right. her out of that state. Um, I think we have some entities. I mean, it, it is interesting. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Interesting how often Hydra has come up in the commercials. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And also, you know, and Strucker, because, of course, you know, Baron von Strucker was the person who created Wanda to begin with. Mm-hmm. So uh, and uh, so so of course you still see the the Hydra references all throughout uh, this 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 series because of, of her, her uh, creation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could also just be some misleads where where really the commercials are have all these Easter eggs because of. Because of um, Wanda's own memory and her own mm-hmm. mind. So, like, her subconscious is kind of seeping into here and there. Right, right. And, 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 and you know, and also the, the, the other moment, I, I know you had the, the small towns, you know, so hard to escape. Another thing that st- stuck out for me was, of course, Vision quoting Shakespeare as far as all the world's stage. And, you know, at the end of that quote, uh, that everyone knows they have their exits and their and their entrances. Um, so, so we're seeing that too, in that you know that Monica had you know the entrance into the world at the very very beginning. You know when we saw them in the second episode at the at the magic show in the town, and and then of course her her, her exit out of this universe whenever Wanda figured out. Put the put the connections together with the necklace and the helicopter and the beekeeper and and, and realizing that oh this this is you know and 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 Wanda you know and also Wanda not really you know since Infinity War or oh, Ultron dealing with the death of her her brother and 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 also Vision so. You know, so she kicked that out so she can continue to have her positive, idyllic world that she's in right now. Yeah. Um, it, so this show, I feel like, has been talked about in development for what feels like a decade. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure we reported this, but I completely forgot that Evan Peters was cast to be to appear in this show right and so knowing that now and being having been reminded of that fact mm-hmm. it makes me really excited <laughs> <laughs> um and, and i'm really curious of what they're gonna do because he was him yeah because he was the he was quicksilver in the yep. x-men ones correct yep. yeah yeah the most recent x-men the only good thing about the recent X-Men series of films was Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. And um, he debuted, I forget if that movie became came out, I think it came out after um, Ultron. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, everyone, like, that, that scene's iconic in X-Men Days of Future Past, so. Yeah. So it, it, it'll be, first, we don't know who he's technically cast as, we can only imagine. Yeah. Um, but there, there's a lot of theories about it and, and that gets me excited. Mm-hmm. It's sad though, that, <laughs> that 
without knowing that information, I'm kind of just like, uh, I can't yeah. wait till next week. But knowing that, I'm just like, I just want to know what happens at the end because <laughs> it's taking forever to get there. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and it's a slow burn. And like I said, I, I, I this week, I, I, uh, I will say I'm, I'm getting closer to being on board with the show now. Um, I'm still, you know, to your point, I, I do feel like it's a slow burn. It took sometimes. It, it did take the. I, I feel like those first two episodes were were good. Were were some missed opportunities. I mean, if I'm being honest, I mean, as as I was last week, I you know I, I freely admit the first the second episode I, I fell asleep on it the first time I watched it. So I think there were some missed opportunities there, but I think this week I felt like was a good course correction, and now as we talk about it more, it's like, you know, this series, you know, there's, there's a, there, it's, it's a different take on the MCU that we're used to. And as I said before, I, I, I applaud their taking the chance to, to do this in a quote unquote, in a sitcom construct. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I did enjoy this week's episode. Yeah, no, I see. I don't even think it's a course correction. I think, I'm going to stand by my statement. In my opinion, for me, this show should have been released all at once. Okay. Because I can tell they really are being detail-oriented, and this Mm. is going someplace. Yeah. They they shouldn't have followed Mandalorian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, half-hour episodes with even Mandalorian were killing me. So I just, I wish it was released all at once, do it Cobra Kai style. No. I would be so happy. No, I, I see. I, I'm I, I'm staying in the camp of, even though it's a frustrating slow burn, I'm, it's it's better that it's it's a week to week show because, um, even though it's sometimes frustrating, I, I think that they're there it gives you a chance to really like digest it and 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 really appreciate what's the the larger story that's that's taking place here can we please talk about batwoman because i actually want to talk about that woman i want to talk about i want to that's a yeah i want to yeah i i'm ready to be on the batwoman as well yeah all right that is that is still released weekly Yeah, I have no problem with Batwoman being released weekly <laughs> because Batwoman actually uses its time perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we got the second episode of Batwoman, which starts off in the most bizarre Alice in Wonderland way. Mm-hmm. Um. But and this is the difference between WandaVision and Batwoman. With Batwoman, they have a bizarre opening sequence. And then throughout the actual episode, everything ties together. Yeah. All characters are utilized. And by the end of it, the opening makes sense. And you're like, oh, there's, yeah. there's, um, there's a, some, there's a conclusion. It, yes, it, it, in a way it's villain of the week, mm-hmm. but the way the writers on, in this show in particular, Utilize the villain of the week 
all of their main characters, I I just I think they they're masters. Yeah. Like I love it. I I love this week's episode. I, I do too. It was it was it was great. I yeah. I, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I I really I'm there with you, I, and I and I was, it's so disappointed too. Uh, whenever I, I see the the ratings numbers for this show, uh, that you know they're just hovering around a little over six hundred thousand or so so views at least at least live views. I know they pick up more on on the streaming side, but I mean. Uh, folks are really missing out on a really good show if they just really give it a chance. This show has the best CW triangle that that CW has ever had. And it's not a love triangle. It's just a triangle. And it's mm-hmm. called Mary Kate Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Alice Ryan. Yep. And last week I kept yelling that there was one moment which just just hit me and it was my mary moment because i love mm-hmm. mary mm-hmm. and this episode was all about that moment and and you know i'm i'm mad at us will because we've never said this but it is really disgusting how much these characters just want mary to forget that alice killed her mom <laughs> yes <laughs> it really is and she got to yell it at luke yes, yes she did she did. I mean that you're you're so right at that. Well, I think it was in the first seat, and then maybe it, if because I I think part of this episode probably I know they had to retool some things, but I think they may have like kept the 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 Desert Rose mm-hmm. storyline in the sort of the back half of the first season because obviously those scenes with the with the crowd. Um, cheering for Batwoman were shot pre-COVID <laughs> and, and Caroline yeah. Dries confirmed that that those scenes were were indeed shot then so and so I think this was probably the things that they were sort of building towards the end of the, of the first season that they repackaged for the second and actually I think it, and, and, and it works even better having it now in the second season because yeah because you do get this new triad of Mary Alice Ryan or Mary Ryan Alice <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 give and I'm really liking Mary's character so far this season I, I I know first season I wasn't so enamored with her but uh, as with these first these first two episodes really they've really given uh, Nicole, real good stuff to work with, and she is really killing it with whenever she, like you said, I mean, we did miss that point that they tried to just rec- you know, just ignore the fact that Alice killed her mother, but but they used it really well in this episode how uh, how they, they are letting Alice, who's committed all these murders and all this crime and mayhem, just continue to walk through the street, but yet Ryan doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. And, and, and of course it, you know, mirrors so many things we're seeing in the real world too. You know, whenever she like busted up that, the, the shoplifters at the, right. the, the, the armed robbery at the, at the, at the store. And mm-hmm. they immediately like, Oh, well you have a criminal record. So 
or you're, you know, and just put it on there, you know, you're a black woman. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. you, and, and, and also I like the way that they use Sophie in that yeah. role yeah. to like, you know, to, to be that authority, you know, that authority figure. So, you know, I think it was very smart to do it that way instead of having it being Jacob Kane or some white officer from the, you know, from the Crows, but use another African-American, you know, rep- to represent the system in this context and, and, and show how, how that those, you know, that it doesn't I many, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a systemic issue, not necessarily, you know, it could be another person looking just like you're across from the table, but you're still dealing with those same systemic problems because that's the filter that Sophie looks at Ryan at. Right. Right. Yeah. That exchange. <laughs> I know the real reason why Alice isn't dead. Yeah. <laughs> that whole exchange <laughs> played out perfectly. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's like, do you? <laughs> Looks can be deceiving on this one. You never know. Yeah. Um, but it it's just we never did were we ever told that Alice got Desert Rose from Sophia? No, I don't I don't think so. I, don't think so. I think we didn't hear Sophia mentioned until the second to the last or the very last episode of the season. Right. And Desert Rose was brought up way at the beginning of the first half. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think that um, that's another thing that they do so well is we've heard this name, Sophia, Sophia, and we get in the first episode that Sophia's likely the one behind um, Kate's disappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never... I, I never thought, well, what, how, why is she going after Alice? Like, or, or what, what's the history here? And then you got J- Julie Pennyworth's um, connection to Sophia too. So, mm-hmm. so I like how they're, they're, they're again, very brilliantly interweaving all of these different storylines, these perspectives to m- present a very cohesive season. Yeah. And, um, Luke is no slouch either. No. Luke, um, it, it's very surprising what they're doing with Luke because he he he's dealing with um, guilt. Yep. And and also some annoyance that that everyone seems okay with Ryan putting on the on the suit and and them just just abandoning Kate. And um, I think it comes comes from the first episode where he really feels like it was his fault that Kate has disappeared. Yeah. He feels that Kate's just, dis- I think he, there's that. There's also the, he feels that res- that responsibility, I think of uh, alternate earth Beth mm-hmm. death as well. So he doesn't want to have, you know, now he feels like he's gotten you know, two deaths on his, on his conscience now. Yeah, that he's that he's dealing with. So, yeah, and and, and so especially, and I thought about that. Both of those, both both Kate and alternate Beth, uh, whenever he was in the interrogation room with with Sophie, and and you know, and she was, uh, and he, he just again you know, dug deep a wound as far as like you know. Um, you know, threw back to, to her. 
I can't remember the exact line, but basically, like, you know, if you had done a better job of, like, keep, you know, keeping, you know, taking care of the people you love and watching people's back, they will still be around, meaning, meaning, you know, thinking about Kate and also uh, potentially alternate Beth as well. Yeah, that was a big um, plot point last season that I forgot about. And that's another thing that uh, will be interesting if they ever bring up. Um, having met who Beth would have been had um, certain events not played out the way they did in her mm-hmm. life. Um, both Mary and Luke benefit from knowing that. Yeah. And and Ryan, Ryan, they just got her to agree not to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which it, typical trope, but mm-hmm. you can completely see why they're going that infusing that into this season, especially as Ryan becomes her, her version of this hero. Um, it's because that honestly is what she, what she wants. She wants vengeance right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, she really doesn't understand Alice or why Alice has gotten away with what she has. Um, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it means that she doesn't have any sisterly love that will blind her. Right. Um, but it's a bad thing because at the end of the day, that whoever wears the cowl doesn't kill. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a moral code. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I mean, I just, I, I love what they're doing. I, I can't speak highly enough of the show. If you're not watching it, you need to watch it. You need to support this because um, the, I just, every week I am, I am very amused by what they do and very entertained by it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of entertaining, I, I loved whenever they were talking about <laughs> the, uh, Ryan getting in a suit and there was, you know, Mary, Ryan and Luke there together, and you know it's like, well, you know, you should, you can do this, and and Luke was like, what do you mean, you know, you can't do this, and they're like, yeah, you can, you can. It's like, and he was like, black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do do I have to say it? Do I have to, I have say, to say it? it? <laughs> yeah. And then I like Mary's reaction because she said, well, I think she knows that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They both know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but again, it's just you know taking a very obvious moment, but 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 it was a good humor. You know, it was both obvious, but it was also good humor as well. It's just like it, it, how well that scene played, and this again, just we talked. You know, we talked about this last week about how this show is a real ensemble show, and. And, and everybody works really well together. And I feel that there's a definite new energy in the cast that, it, it, you know, that having that change of lead really does, you know, it really does make a difference. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it does. And, and, and it's showing in the, and just in the way that the other supporting characters are, 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 you know, really doing their work this season. Um, what? Because last week we also talked about how Rachel Scarston mm-hmm. um, really outperforms everyone. Yeah. 
Oh, and, and and what it will be like when we finally see her and Javicia go um, spar. Yeah. And, and we saw it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I thought of you when I saw that. I was like, I can't, I can't say anything. I can't spoil it for Sarah. <laughs> I was like, you're going to get your scene like in the second episode. <laughs> I but and and I I'm I'm not going to judge it yet yeah. because this was very much. This wasn't the scene that you judge acting chops on. Just because it was mainly like, oh, who are you? I'm the villain. I'm the hero. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to fight. Yeah. Um, And, and, and for that reason, I still, I still think Rachel just is, is magnetic with Mm -hmm. what she's doing, but she also has been playing that character for for over a year now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, but I, I do look forward to the day when it's not necessarily Alice versus Batwoman, but Alice versus Ryan and they have like some moments, um, like what you were talking about with bringing up uh, arguably one of the best episodes of the first season is when we meet alternate version Beth Mm -hmm. and, and, um, how throughout that episode, Rachel just, had this way to play off against everyone mm-hmm. um, and and some real authentic moments so that and yeah I just I, so I'm looking forward to that I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna judge it based on Batwoman versus Alice I want I want to see it be a true acting moment yeah I think that's fair I, I, you know I thought yeah I, I think that's very fair because it, it was really I mean, I like the way it played out, and mm-hmm. and uh, again, it's like you said because of just Rachel, just just her you know her, her solid acting skills, and Javisi also just like oh, so here is this moment where I can I can take out the villain, but in doing so, I end up. I win the battle, but lose the war because if I end up taking Alice out, then I end up, you know, to do that, then I have to sacrifice all these other people. So it was a good way of, you know, basically, it was a good way of story of the story, basically like showing Ryan, you know, it's, it's more than just a cow. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's more than even Alice being the sister of Kate. Mm-hmm. It's that, Alice always has a plan mm-hmm. and she's going to put you in that situation where it's like, okay, you get to kill me, but just so you know, I'm taking Gotham with me. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's something else I noticed that in this episode, Ryan stressed a lot. I know criminals. I know the way they think. I know mm-hmm. I've been around them. Yeah. My yeah. Mind, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We get it. You know, criminals. We're not talking criminals. We're talking psychopaths. Yeah. We're talking about people who who are, have um, have the ability never to get caught and placed in jail. Like those are the true masterminds and the true people you're going to be facing. It's not mm-hmm. your street level criminals who get caught all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. At I, least- I think that she has the chops. Yeah. Um, but I also think she's underestimating the underestimating the enemy. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we see that at the very end with even with Alice and mm-hmm. with Ta- with Tatiana, um, mm-hmm. w- you know, with 
you know, with uh, Sophia's, you know, group and uh, that really, you think Alice is bad. Now we're going to have to deal with you know, Tatiana. We're going to have to, it looks like Victor Zal is going to show up. And then other, you know, just to your point, it's more than just these street level criminals that you're going to be having to deal with. It's, it's, these are, these are like criminal masterminds who, sole goal is to create as much mayhem and 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 why you know the job that batman that bruce that kate and now ryan um are going to have to are going to have to deal with and i love the last little touch in the at the end of the episode where you know she she well ryan did start going through the journals in the Batcave, yeah to yeah. get a better understanding of that and then and and the other thing, the nice little touch I like to add, it was instead of dear Bruce, they did dear Kate. I knew it. I knew they were going to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as she started writing, I was like, dear Kate. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I agree with you. I, I'm very grateful that they didn't show Sophia. They showed Tatiana. Mm-hmm. Um, because for a moment I was there, I was like, whoa, this is early. Yeah. yeah. Hold back though. But no, these writers always have something else up their sleeve. So I I think that is it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M Polk, W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.